The pool of everything CMOs need to know is deep indeed. Brace yourself as you're about to dive into those waters with an episode of CMO Convo. And with looming recessions, it's essential to know how to stay afloat. That's why we're joined by Fleur Soates, CMO of Analytic Partners and former competitive swimmer. With marketing budgets often the first to go when economic downturns loom, we're looking back at the lessons we should be taking from previous recessions. Why are marketing budgets usually the first to go? Why is this a problem, not just for marketers, but for businesses as a whole? And what steps can you take to keep the resources you need? Keep listening. We'll be tackling those questions soon enough. Hi, Fleur. Welcome to CMO Combo. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you, Will. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Even better for having you on the show, Fleur, because it's a topic that it's very, very relevant to what's going on right now with all the, the stuff in the news about economic downturns all across the world. In fact, I think the UK has officially slipped into a recession, which is very worrying for a lot of CMOs. So it's good that we're talking about this to, uh, this topic today. But before we start digging into sort of the lessons from the last recession, maybe you could introduce yourself to our, introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a bit about who you are and why would why you want to talk about this subject today. Sure. Thanks, Will. Um, So as I said earlier, I'm Fleur Soates. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer at Analytic Partners. It's actually um, a lot of fun, my role, because not only am I the CMO for the brand, we work with CMOs very closely. So it's actually the first time that I can leverage the tools and the services that we provide to our customers. Um, prior to Analytic Partners, I've spent the last almost uh, 20 plus years in marketing, um, really at the intersection of data and technology. I've held roles in uh, New York, London, and San Francisco, and just came back from a week um, being in both Dublin and London. So it's nice to be in my second home. Fantastic. Fantastic. So Fleur, let's get down to brass tacks because the big question is why is it always marketing that seems to get their budgets cuts? Like why isn't marketing considered an essential part of getting through a recession or an economic downturn? Sure. I think it's down to perception, um, especially in B2B. When I look at marketing, a lot of people initially think is parties, trade shows, and maybe a little bit of collateral. But um, marketing has really evolved and it really needs to be seen at the center of everything that an organization does. Um, I recently heard at a conference that marketing is the heartbeat of an organization. And I think those old perceptions of marketing, we aren't madmen, we aren't, you know, looking at having the next greatest event. We're really looking at customer impact. We're looking at the changes that you mentioned, like the recession, and really coming up with the right campaigns and the right engagement to drive business value. I think something that I've really learned from hosting the show, Fleur, and forgive me if I'm wrong in this perception, but marketing seems to be almost like a glue holding all these different departments together. Like a CMO sits across so many different functions within a business and works with all these different stakeholders. I can't really think of any functions within a business that have that kind of broad purview. So it just, yeah, it boggles my mind that marketing seems to be on the chopping block so it's- rapidly. You're 100% right. And, you know, if I look at my role, it's not just about working with sales. Um, marketing is, it sits in the center of every conversation. We're working with sales daily to how do we support them and how do we help drive new business opportunities? We're working with customer success. I mean, the old funnel is gone. You're constantly marketing to contacts today. It's not just about bringing in new customers. It's ensuring that once they're in the organization, that they're continuing to engage with us in meaningful ways. You're working with HR. A lot of what 
we're doing is employer brands. Employer brand leads to global brand. Working with finance, every part of the organization is touched by marketing because brand is everything that you do. It's all about the connections that you're making both from a commercial perspective and also a people perspective. Um, so it is surprising that it gets caught, but I do think that the older mindset is, well, we don't really need this. All they're doing is throwing a few parties. And I think that should change and is changing now that we're bringing numbers to the table and that we're showing the value that we bring to the organization. I think a lot of the misconception, particularly to do with B2B marketing, is that you could get away with being very clinical with b2b like it should all be based on logic and what makes sense for a business whereas that's not the case and it's never been the case the, the no. importance of brand and b2b has started to be fully recognized i think and that, that is one of the big changes we're seeing in marketing i i 100 agree with you i think there was a huge distinction between b2c and b2b marketing but i think that's changed a lot and you know if i think of the previous recession and i think of i was based in london i worked in financial services it was 2008 and that morning the announcement came out around lehman brothers and the first thought i had was we had a big announcement that we were going to make that day with lehman as a key customer Customer of oh, ours. Wow. Oh. Yeah, we had to change everything overnight and really look at the situation ahead of us. I truly partnered with the president of the division, all the key stakeholders across the organization to one, how do we respond to our customers that were really getting impacted by the announcements that came out? And then what was the long-term goal for us? I think oftentimes when people think of marketing, they think of the short-term. What's the immediate impact? Okay, if we cut our budget in 08, What's the big deal? Banks aren't spending, hedge funds aren't spending. But I think that was really short-term um, you know, insight and thinking about where you want it to be 10 years from now. I think the approach that I took then is very much the approach that I would take today. It's all about the customer and creating that relationship with the customer. It's oftentimes when you're going through a recession, you're going through a downturn, that your brand matters the most. It's how do you become that trusted advisor? How do you become that brand people rely upon? If I think even in B2C, I'll use myself as an example. Right now, I probably wouldn't take another airline outside of Delta because in the last few years through COVID, Delta really connected with me as a person. It was the first airline to have the separation in seating. It was the first airline to really focus on hygiene. And it was the one airline that continued that social distancing until the CDC said it wasn't okay to do it. Today, I feel truly loyal to Delta because they cared about me as an individual. It's the same way I think of B2B marketing. You really need to care about your customer and have that emotional connection to them. I think that emotional connection to B2B brands has really been sort of come to the fore because of the, the pandemic. I know we're talking mainly about recessions, but I think the pandemic is still a relevant conversation to be having. Um, like, uh, for example, um, Zoom, we're talking on Zoom yeah. right now. I love the brand Zoom. And it's not just because I've used it all the way through like the pandemic working remote and stuff. It, it was, I was using it at home as well. It's becoming a real emotional connection to how I could communicate with people when we were in lockdown. And it's similar with a lot of like the tools that I use now that I didn't really think about them in the same way pre-pandemic. But now I'm very, very defensive over like 
any changes to my tech stack because I have these emotional <laughs> connections to them. Like I love I love Slack, for example. Like I couldn't live without Slack. It's the only way I can reach out to my team at any time of the day. It's fantastic. I 100% agree with you. And I think it was these organizations not only provided that functional um, technology that we needed through the pandemic, they also provided that human connection. My nine-year-old niece who was you know, seven at the time was doing Zoom calls with me. And similarly with my four-year-old's niece, you know, it's incredible what technology was able to do and how it creates that brand loyalty. Um, and I do think, you know, COVID has given us the tools to think um, nimbly and to adjust, but I also think we need to keep in mind that it's not about the short term. And I think when people think about B2B marketing, they think about the old fashioned approach. How many MQLs are we gonna get? What's the performance of this campaign? And I think if you really focus on last click, which is easy to measure, you're gonna miss a bigger opportunity. All of our research, both at Analytic Partners and from my own experience shows that brand campaigns continue to perform better. Brand campaigns are essential to having those performance activities work. And if you cut your budget during a recession, as you said, the UK has just slipped into a recession. If you cut your budget during a recession, that brand has an upper, you know, has the potential to almost lose business in the longer term. And while you may be cutting now, the amount you're going to have to spend two, three, four years from now to catch up is much more than the short-term impact of saving, you know, a few thousand pounds or a few million pounds. Your business's health is more important. At the end of the day with B2B as well, like the vast majority of your audience, they're not ready to buy. You're marketing to people who won't be ready to buy for years. All you're doing yeah. is making sure that you are the first brand that comes to mind when they are ready to buy. Exactly. And, and that you're a partner. You know, if I think about what we're doing at Analytic Partners today, we're working with other CMOs to plan and think about scenarios. What are the impacts they're going to get hit with? If I think about myself as a marketer and I look at 08 through 2012, it was all around how can we help those banks and hedge funds through the financial crisis? What data did they need to meet the new regulatory requirements? How can we provide that transparency to them? And how can we be a partner? There was a huge evolution in marketing during that time that continues now and is almost table stakes. It's all around bringing the outside in, partnering with your customer, understanding their pain points and talking to them in the language that they understand and the language that will help them be successful. It's gonna be similar now as organizations are going through a recession in the same way that we saw in COVID. I look at COVID, I always think back, I landed in New York after being in Australia on holiday a week before lockdown happened. Wow. I walked into the office on the Monday and at the time, um, the CEO of the company I was with turned to me and said, what are we going to do about our annual conference? We used to have a thousand people attend this event. The conference was scheduled for May. I said, give me 24 hours. And in 24 hours, I walked into the exec team and I said, we're canceling the conference or we're going digital. And while everyone was surprised that that decision was made in March, it ended up being the right decision. And our team had to go to a completely digital first strategy. I think the same is true today. You need to remember 
the part of marketing that matters, which is your brand, and then work on what are the channels you need to communicate um, your brand via. Exactly. Yeah. Just because your usual successes aren't able to happen doesn't mean you have to stop doing marketing completely. You reallocate those resources to a place that works. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the same is true today. You know, our lives are coming back to more and more feeling normal, but we're feeling the impact of the last two years. Supply chains are really difficult. The socioeconomic environment is nothing that we would have expected. Um, I enjoyed shopping in the UK last week with the, you know, with the change to the dollar pounds conversion rate. And, you know, while we don't want to see any part of the country or the world in a recession, we need to remember what matters the most. I, I guess it's something to be aware of as well, that if you're in a country that is slipping into a recession, it doesn't mean other countries are slipping into a recession and they'll have competitors who are still going to have the full might of their, their budget behind them. So you need to be aware that like, it's not just the US or the UK in the, yeah. in the global sphere of the B2B sphere. There's all these other competitors out there who can move right in there if you're not t- uh, making any noise. And that's the data that we found. We saw if an organization doubles their spend and you either remain flat or cut, that organization will have 15% growth. That's really significant. And if you think about losing 15% of your business for making a budget cut, it's just not worth it. And I think the key thing that you need to do is just as we were saying before, is scenario plan. I think now we have access to more tools than we've ever had before. You know, I look at it when I've built out tech stacks, when I've arrived at different organizations, it could be a series A startup to a public company. You need to have that 360 degree view. You need to have that holistic picture. You have more data at your hands than you've ever had before, but it's not just about the things you can control. I can control, you know, how many people are going to be on the team. I can control how many activities we're going to do per month. What I can't control is the UK going into recession where we have a tremendous office and a number of our customers operate. I can't control if the supply chain is broken. Um, What I can control, you know, is easier to evaluate. But if you don't take that and look at the outside circumstances, three, six, nine months from now, how do you know what lever to pull? Because you're going to be pulling different levers at different times to grow that organization, to grow your pipeline, to grow your business, and really be smart where marketing is no longer seen as the party people, but marketing is seen as that central part of the organization. We're not going to be successful without marketing at our side. And you start to create that relationship between yourself, the CRO, the CFO, the CPO. Everyone's got to come together in these times to think about how we're going to drive business growth so so when it comes to the the scenario planning these kinds of exercises like is it something that the entire senior leadership team should be getting together like is it something should be updating over time as well it is i mean you need to be able to think about it beyond just marketing and you need to think about it you know in partnership with your cfo Nothing is stronger to bring as a marketer to your CFO or to your board than the data. And that's the benefit of, I'd say, the last 10 plus years for me as a marketer. 
having access to the data, having access to external data has really made a difference because when you're putting your argument forward and you're outlining what the impact will be, while there's always storytelling that goes into it, the numbers don't lie. And there have been so many times in the last 20 years where we've seen it. You know, for me in New York, 2001, tremendous changes. 2008, tremendous changes. That went for four years. And then looking at COVID, tremendous changes. And now we're going to see even more changes. You can start to see what organizations did, what worked and what didn't, and what scenarios were playing in those time periods so that you can plan for it in this time. And I suppose having this plan these plans in place as well is going to inspire so much more confidence internally as well for, for your staff and for your employees that the worst thing you can do when a crisis happens is have the senior leadership turn around and say we don't know what we're doing we have to work it out and you you don't have time to sit around and wait for nope. them to work things out you need to like your employees are thinking am I still going to have a job? And am I going to be able to pay my mortgage? Am I going to be able to feel my, feed my family? Like they do. And you need to instill that confidence. And I think it's important that as a leadership team, you use those tools. And this is why the relationship between the chief people officer, the CHRO and marketing is critical because that's when you need to rally the organization together. That's where you need to do that, you know, cry for unity and you need to say, okay, we're going to get through this together and we're going to make our customers stronger through it. Even where I am right now, it's funny because I'm giving advice to people that are me, you know, they do the same role. Some of them at much larger organizations, some of them at smaller organizations, but they're thinking about the same things that I'm thinking about. I'm looking at our marketing plan for next year, and I'm thinking about what will make the most impact. And we're doubling down on our brand activity next year. We're really doubling down to show that we are that partner to those CMOs going through these crises. We even saw it. We had a customer in June that works on a different financial calendar, they were asked by their CFO to cut their budget. They came to us and said, what do we do? And we provided those three or four different scenarios. They went to their CFO and the budget remained as is. When you provide the scenario analysis and you show your CFO that not only did you look at something like last click, not only did you look at the vanity metrics that, you know, I think every marketer loves to look at, but doesn't make a difference. But if you start to show the CMO that you're thinking much like they're thinking, it's that right brain and left brain coming together. It's not only about being creative anymore. You need to be analytical as well. And I suppose having that analytical thinking will make you more popular. Popular is probably the wrong word, but you'll get, you'll develop more trust from other parts of the um, other parts of the senior leadership team, which means you'll probably get more support for asking for budget or for like basically presenting a united front to the CFO or the CEO or whoever you need to speak to about the budget. I think you're absolutely right in um, state stating that as well is that um, the numbers really help support your conversations. And I do think it instills trust in um, the rest of the C-suite. And it also instills trust in the organization. I think oftentimes, you know, you'll have disgruntled employees that might say, 
Why is marketing spending on this? Why are we seeing these campaigns running? And the reality is, is that you need to communicate. Not only do you need to communicate externally to your customers and to the market, you need to communicate to your employees every step of the way. Communications is a huge part, even when you're not looking at a downturn, but it's more important during a downturn. You need to instill that confidence and everybody from the analyst that is in your FP&A organization to someone that's working in IT should understand why we've taken the approach that we've taken. And to have that backing of the rest of the senior leadership team makes you all that much stronger. And I think we'll instill that confidence that hopefully as we weather this current storm and as we make our way out of this recession, that I don't wanna say that we become the heroes, but that we're all working you know, collectively together. It's you know, it's teamwork that matters the most because even as marketing continues to drive the campaigns that we're doing, be it a brand campaign followed by a performance campaign, you need that partnership with sales, you need that partnership with product, and you all need to be marching um, towards that same end goal. And as we said at the very top of the episode, mark CMOs in the marketing department sits across all those different functions within a business. So who who better? to unite the company together than CMOs. Like they, we, they should be the heroes stepping up. I mean, that's- I mean, I would love it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. As a, you know, a former competitive swimmer, uh, there <laughs> is the winning side of me um, that, you know, likes to see the success. But, you know, in, in reality, we need to deliver to our board. We need to deliver to our customers and keeping the customer at the heart of your conversations, as well as thinking about, you know, one, the outside in and then the inside out and making sure that the two are interconnected. Let's talk a bit more about the sort of, yeah, the working with the customers through this, developing this partnership approach to it. How much should your customers know about the changes you're going to have to be making in terms of keeping business function going in terms of, yeah, in terms of any kind of like belt tightening you might have to be doing around the recession. So I think for customers, the most important message is that we're their partner and they should feel us throughout their entire, um, as we weather this entire situation, um, they shouldn't feel a change in service. They shouldn't feel a change in presence. They should feel us in the same way, if not even more. You know, this past week I was in London and I had a, a chai tea um, for breakfast, which is unlike me. I'm usually a double espresso. And one of the things that I said to my colleague was, you know what, this feels like a warm hug. And, you know, I, I want our customers to feel like we're that warm hug. We're there for them and we're in lockstep with what they're doing. Um, they shouldn't feel that we're operating any differently. And I think what they should know is that they're facing the same challenges that, you know, I'm facing or that our organization is facing, but we're taking the same methodology and the same approach that we're advising our customers on to ourselves. So they should feel you know, confidence in that we're leading from the front, we're drinking our own champagne, but, you know, we're here for them. And, and the hope is as well, if you've done the groundwork of like building up this emotional connection as well, hopefully as well, they will allow a little bit of leeway for you if you do have to let yeah. the services drop a little bit, but you'll hopefully have built up that connection between each other that they will know that normal service or even better service will resume very soon. 
Absolutely. But I can't imagine our service dropping because I do think right now, and I've heard it from a number of our customer engagement um, team members, is that the CMOs that they work with, the directors of analytics that they work with, the heads of insights that they work with, are calling them really saying, okay, we're in budget planning season. I personally, I finished my first draft of the budget last week. We're in budget planning season. We need to present to our peers. We need to present to the board. Can you review the approach that we've taken? Do you have other recommendations for us? And I think in times like these, if you continue to have that strong relationship prior to a recession and that your customers feel like you are their trusted advisor, that in the hard times, they need you as much as they need you in the positive times. Fantastic. Fantastic. Let's talk some practicalities then. So yep. what are the, what resources should CMOs be looking towards to sort of build these, these cases or these, these scenario plannings? Like, are there any particular case studies they should, they should check out? Is there any particular data streams they should be looking at within their own organization? So, I mean, there are three things and I think we've covered it already. Your brand matters and make sure that your brand is at the center of what you do. Your customer matters and you need to think about your customer and every plan that you're building out and you need the data to influence your peers. If you're looking at scenario planning, you need to evaluate the impact of all scenarios. You need to think and plan for not what you will think will happen. And I, I mean, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict what's gonna happen in six months as much as I'm gonna predict what's gonna happen you know, next week. But you can look at what are the areas that you can control? And then you've gotta look at what are the areas you can't control? You need to look at where the pound sits today, how the pound um, has changed over time and what that's done to consumer buyer behavior or what it's done to B2B buyer behavior. You need to look at things like um, the supply chain. If your organization is focused on shipping out goods um, to your consumers, what is the impact? How do you work with your um, suppliers to make sure that they're delivering accurately? You know, I don't want to plug uh, analytic partners, but that's what we provide. You know, that's what we provide to our customers. What's unique about us is not only do we look at the scenarios that you can control, we provide that third-party data and that broader perspective combined with our ROI genome. We have benchmark data. You heard me talk about it earlier. You need to look at what happened in 08 and what happened in 09 to think about what you can do now. And while every recession is different and we saw it, 01 was very different than 08 and it's very different than COVID. That's very different to today, but you start to see patterns and those patterns matter. So I would say, Partner with a leader, partner with someone that you feel confident in, look at the data that you have internally, rely on your data and analytics teams. Those are the smartest um, parts of your organization right now. Combine that right brain and that left brain to create something collectively that you can put forward. Um, and I think you'll see that bringing the different scenarios and the different plans to your executive team will help them understand the impacts of the decisions that they'll make. It will also help you understand 
what happens in three months and if you pull one lever? What happens if you reduce your spend in one area but increase your spend in another? It will really you know, allow you to come out of this year or come out of next year much stronger. Exactly, exactly. This sounds like it would be a benefit, not just when we're heading into recession, but also uh, yeah, laying down the in foundations general, for future. Yeah. yeah, in general, yeah, yeah. In general, down. I've always done a high and low marketing budget. You have the dream, and then mm. you have what the reality is. But I think as long as it's based in numbers and it's based in fact, and you're telling the right narrative around those numbers, you've got a winning recipe here. No one wants to be that CMO that at the end of the next eighteen months sees a tremendous downdraft. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on us right now. It is, you got through COVID. You helped us weather that storm. Now you're hit with another um, challenge and you want to come out at the end of the 18 months. As I said earlier, you want to be the hero. You and your colleagues want to be high-fiving and you want to almost call your customers and say, okay, we did it together. We've made it through. Now let's grow even more. Awesome. I think that's a great... A great gauntlet to be laying down for CMOs there. Um, it's a challenge, but a challenge that's going to pay off in the long run. I think. I agree. Sure. And I mean, I've accepted that challenge and I want to see our organization grow, but I also want to see our customers' organizations grow. I think this is a, you know, amazing time for CMOs to really be partnering with the rest of their leadership teams and to really be um, at the board level conversation. It's not about you know, what TV advertising campaign, but it's about how we deliver on that you know, business health and how we help drive revenue. Fantastic, Flo. I think that's a great note to end on there. That's a great message for CMOs, not just in troubling times, but in general for yeah. the role and how it's evolving uh thank you very much for joining us today Flo. as i said at the beginning of the episode this is a topic that's super duper important right now for the entire world i think yeah um but definitely in the, the us and the uk where i know a lot of our audience are so thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today Flo. thank you will i had a blast and i hope to speak with you soon thank you i, I hope we have another conversation too um, and i hope our audience is looking forward to another conversation very soon because we'll be back soon with some more cmo combos like what you heard from this CMO combo? Make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a rating so the whole world knows how great it was.